0: Welcome to The Great Sources, where we explore fundamental Torah ideas through the great books and sources of Jewish thought. Okay, so tonight I want to talk about something very uh, central, fundamental to Yahadus, and that is Nebuah. I am not going to talk about the specifics of, of the message of Navua, what Navua teaches us, nor, nor how one attains Nebuah. That's not tonight's subject. Maybe another time. We'll get to that, hopefully. But uh, today I want to talk about it in the most general sense. Navua in the most general sense, as in a world, a reality, where Navua is part of, of life. What that is. Now, we don't have that. We don't have that. Which, which means that the totality of Yahadus is missing something very important and very central. And that's a very important thing to realize. That when you think about, okay, what is, what is Yahadus? So you have to think about it. It's not just about what we have today. When you think about it, you have to really approach it from in its original sense, as it were, in its complete sense, which is with Nivua as an integral part of it. If someone would say, well, what is, your, what is your religion? What is Judaism? What is it all about? So to really answer that question, you have to, you have to imagine it and understand what it was in the context of, of when the Vuo was a reality. It's obviously, it's a basic idea. It's so, it's so simple. It's almost not worth mentioning that, but it's not, something, it's not something that intuitive. We don't think about it that way, but really we have to think, you know, if you just approach the Yiddish guide, the totality of Yadas, the totality of the message of the Torah, or, or the Torah life, or the Yadus life, Nebuah is obviously a, a very central part of that. So there's a sefer that um, gives that sense of the world of Nebuah, and that's the sefer of the Kuzri. So I'm going to talk tonight, I'm going to give you a sense about the about the Kuzri and um, the picture that he paints, and what the one of the important things that the sefer accomplishes. So the sefer Kuzri, I'll give you some background, but first I want to say the uh, what the grus said about the sefer of the Kuzri, which is written by Budali. The gruss said it's kadosh tohar and the ikrei, Ikre emuna, of the v'toyra tuluim tuluim boy. The ikrim of emunas yisrael and the Torah told the sefer, and to, I think a large part of that is because the Sefer Kuzri gives you a sense for the totality of Yiddishkeit that we don't have. Not only It's not only a hadracha of how to approach Torah and Mitzvahs today, but it's more of a focus on, as it were, the original Yadus what, what, that was. And I think from all the Sifrei Amuna not that I've gone through all of them, but I'm familiar with a lot of them. From all this far, manamuna, the Kuzri is one that really gives you like a tangible perception, a sense, a relatable sense of a world that's different than our world. A world where which, which things we'll talk about, and like I said, in the, big, in the larger sense, a world where connection to Hashem and the Gilo of Hashem, Nisim and Ashkacha are manifest. So, while most svarim that we're used to give you things to think about, questions, answers, a unit, which is very cerebral, it's a cerebral pursuit. You don't always, rear is the safer that actually makes you feel like you're getting a sense of an experience, a relationship with the world, that no longer is, and the kuzli does that. So, I think that that's one of the reasons why, why the Gru'ah probably considered it so important. It was originally written in Arabic, and I think maybe one of the reasons why it's not such a popular sefer is because the translation was a little bit cumbersome to read. It wasn't so easy to, to it was such a great Hebrew. Um, everyone should, anyone who hasn't read it numerous times should really do so. You have to, you have to learn the sefer to be round out, not just to round out, to fill, to fill out your, your ideas and Yadis, It's very important sefer. The, there is actually a recent translation, which is very good. The latest translation makes it very readable. So I want to give a sense of the sense that the the Sefer's kuzri gives. And um, specifically focusing on this Nekudah in the Khuzri, that is the sense of what we don't have anymore. What is this Yad, what is the Torah in Yiddishkeit that we don't have? And what I'm calling Nevua in its most general sense, the totality of the experience of Nevua, of that kind of connection to Hashem. Because when something disappears, when you have some sort of system, like we had a system of Navua, that was what a very central part of the terror, obviously. So when you don't have, when you have a system that that ceases and it's no longer, so what do you do? So I think there are three. I think there's three ways to approach that question. You can either say, well, we have to try something different, okay? And obviously, I'm not, the question over here is not you know, obviously we have to keep the Torah, and the Torah doesn't change. That's not my point. The point is, whatever role that world of Nebuah filled, which we'll explain a little later, but obviously I just mean that kind of relationship that we had to Hashem that was mediated through Nebuah, and that Nebuah was a central part of So when that's gone, so what do you do now? So in the most general sense, when a system is gone, a system of being is gone, you have to either find a new system of being, or you can talk about and yearn for that old system, with, with the knowledge that it's gone, and at least through that have some sort of connection to, to that old system, and that's what the Khuzri does. He gives you this connection to Nebuah, the Navua world uh, that we don't have anymore. Or you can say, we have to try to revive it. Those are, I think roughly the three things that you do when you lose something, when you lose a total system. Either you say, let's try something else, or you living in the past, and that gives you some sort of connection to whatever the, the the system, in this case, Navua, gives you. And I'll, I, hope to, I hope these things will get clearer as we continue. Or you can try to revive it. So we have this whole complete system of life which is lost. The system, the Oilem HaNevuah. And the Sefer Quzri is the middle mahalach. It's a Sefer that gives you a sense of what was. And by having that sense, it brings you, obviously, closer to that reality. It makes it more a part of your life. So let me give you a little background on the Quzri. So it was written by Yehuda HaLevi. Who lived approximately 1075 to 1141. I think the, the, uh, the, this calendar that we're used to is uh, people are more, relate to that more than if we go with the tough, whatever, right? It's not going to be not as meaningful. So we're going to go with those years. So um, CE 1075 to 1141. And the story, the, the book of the Khuzri, is based on a historical event, which is the, the Gerus of the, the kingdom of the Khazars, which happened, according to Budalevi, uh I think it was about 400 years before he wrote the Sefer, so that's about 740. And this is a kingdom somewhere in northern Turkey or Russia or Kazakhstan, I don't know exactly, Georgia, somewhere around there. Somewhere and the what's that? Near the Black Sea. Near the Black Sea, okay. That's Turkey and Russia. Okay. And um, <laughs> And there was a a king there who was serving God in his mistaken way and had a recurring dream. He wasn't Jewish. He had a recurring dream that your intention is good, but your actions are not. And he said, okay, so let me find out what the right religion is. So he summoned a philosopher, a Christian, and a Muslim to tell them what their religion is about, assuming that it's not even necessary to summon the Jewish Chacham, because obviously Judaism is not the right religion because the Jewish nation is so despised and so lowly. And, um, and then the, the rest is history. He, they, they, didn't, they didn't satisfy his questions. And he said, okay, let me call the, the, the Chavar. This is called in the Sefer, in the translation. And um, he convinces him about the, the veracity of Yiddishkeit. And this whole book is written about, as it were reconstructing the conversation between the king of the Khuzim and the Khabar. So it goes through the site of guy, And the full name of the Sefer is the Sefer HaTaina Vaharayla Das Hamushpelas. The Taina and the proof for the despised Das, religion, which is, which is captured in the story. The king didn't even bother at first. To look into Judaism. Because this point, this point is repeated throughout the Sefer and also found expression in the Shirim of Abhuda Levi, that we do not have the full Yadis. Which is, in truth, doesn't mean that Yadis is any less rich than the other religions. It's the contrary. It's more, it's richer and, but we don't have that richness. So we, we don't, we're not with the way we're supposed to be, so we're even worse than Christians and the Muslims, etc., from the way it looks, kefiyaner, without going into the details of how that played out in the story. But the ik, but one of the fundamental points of the Sefer is that it is a dasa it seems to be a despised religion, it doesn't even seem looking, worth looking into, but you've got to look back to the glory days to understand what it really is. So we can talk about it, we can explain it, we can more like really talk about it, but we don't actually have it. Okay, so to give a sense of the Sefer, one of the, one of the central terms in the Sefer is the Inyan Ha'alaki, or the Davar Ha'alaki. In the more classic translation, it's called the Inyan Ha'alaki, the godly Inyan. He, this new translation likes Ha'davar Ha'alaki, so I'm going to call it that. The Davar Ha'alaki, which means, which, use, which is used to refer to Gilushcheno, Nevuah, Nisim, and Ashkocha So the divine, the manifestation of the divine within Kalal This is a term that appears um, about 50 times in the Sefer. And again, he says, we don't have that today. But to understand what Yehadis really is, you have to think about the Dover al that was Malave Kalal throughout the days of the literature of all well, the turn of Yemeksuv. That's about, that's a history, not just a history, but a history, that shows the experience of what Yadus is when this Dover Ha'alaki is manifest. When Nisim are when Ashkoch is Golay, when Nevu is goli. So, this Dover Ha'alaki and, and various things he says in the Sefer give us this sense of this world of Nevu, give us a sense of a world that's completely different than the world as we know it. So I want to give some quotes from the, from the Sefer that he talks about the Dover al and that will bring you out this point and give a sense of the sense that the Sefer is out to give us. So one of the things that he says about the Dover al one of the ideas is that it's a completely different system of knowledge. It doesn't fit into the, to a rational, logical system. It's a whole different, the Dover al when the Dover al is manifest. So the the sense that you can make of things, the system, the perception that we have of the world, and and the logical structures that we impose or or that we have internally and the way we understand things doesn't hold. The Davar Halaki has its own rules. The philosopher who he summons first and tries to give him his understanding of of God and religion doesn't satisfy the the king of the Khuzram, and he says, apparently the Davar Halaki has some side, that you, the philosopher, doesn't know. The philosopher is the most rational one, obviously, if I remember, he's the first one. And, and he says to him, there's some sight, there's some secret. The Maila of Moshe Rabbeinu, when it's described by the Khover, and the Nisan that happened to Moshe Rabbeinu, make the, the Khuzri king say, this is, comes from the Dover ha not from the Sikhli, hanafshi, ha hativi. there are natural things, there are logical things, there are psychological things, and those are things we could talk about. But then there are things that must be from a different realm. They just clearly, the man should be from a different realm because they don't fit into anything that we know. And that's what the Midas Moshe shows us. There's no yachas between Ara and Seichel and the Halaki. And the Chochmah that was given by Yerusha from Adam Elisha, one of the ascites in the Sefer, the Raman talks about too, that Klal Saul had certain Chochmahs by Yerusha back from Adam Elisha, like, I lost La That Chochmah... Is a it's a different kind of chachma. He also quotes in the sefer he quotes um, he quotes Socrates as saying, "Men, I don't deny your chachma halakis. However, I say that I don't understand it. I am only a chachma and chachma anoshis, a an human chachma. So it's a different kind of chachma, and it's not a chachma that you can get even if you're as wise as Socrates." This then carries over to Tameh HaMitzvahs. Tameh HaMitzvahs, says the Kuzri, the reason for mitzvahs, is not necessarily going to be understood by the natural sciences, the psychological sciences, or the logic. The Kuzri says that it's because of them, those mitzvahs, that the seichel is not mechayev. the mitzvah shimmias, classifies the in two categories, and it's because of those mitzvahs that the sechel is not mechayev, that Klai has the chesed of the Dover HaLoki. You can't reach the Dava elokhi except for tzivui elokhi. You can't reach it with your own seichel. It has its own logic, its own system. The Dava elokhi is, is shira when one bring, when with all the meisim of the mishkan and the kibunis, because the Ma'ase ha'toyra, just as in natural in the natural world, there has to be a certain balance of of things and for things to work out perfectly. So too in the in the maase hataira, there has to be a set exact balance of things which has its own set of rules, and that explains the deguki Ha'Mitzvah. In other words. Torah gives a lot of details. You have to do this. You have to do that. The Mishkan has to be and The have to be like this and like that. Why? What's the reason for that? The answer is this is a different type of chachma, and just like in the natural world, things have to be just so, or else it won't work naturally. So in the davar al-Lucky world, things have to be just so, and it won't work in the davar al-Lucky world. And the and the questions end there. We don't. We cannot approach it in a natural way or in a chachmatik way. Nisim happened because of this manifestation of Davar Alaki. Hashem is called the Lekh Avram because the Davar Alaki was Malava Avram, and he was Zeichut and he had Plois. Dvarim Hamufloim Chergim Miseder Ha'ilm HaTivi Peladik of things that that go off the that are, are not on the order of the El HaTivi. Klali Yisrael uniquely has this Davar Alaki. No Goyim. All the Shvatim were Roy to it for it. The Dover al lucky is Shireh and the zebra of Klai Yisrael. And the Dover al lucky is genetic. You can have someone that has it, and his next generation it doesn't, doesn't achieve it, it doesn't become manifest, but then it will stay for the grandchildren. Thus, it skipped Terach and went to Avram. So Klai Yisrael are like a different reality, a different kind of species. Famously, the Kozi says that. There are five levels of reality. There's a Doimim, the, 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 the mineral. There are vegetative, Grows, there's the animals, there's humans, and then there's Klaiysol. Because although in the natural world, one can't, obviously cannot make that distinction, the whole point of the Sefer is that there's another kind of realm of being, which we could only talk about, we don't experience it. But, and in that realm, it's obvious that there's a higher level of, of reality. It sticks to Klaiysol even again, even if that pers- particular person is not to it. it stays in his genes, a risk of confusing a metaphysical thing with a physical thing. I don't mean that in a physical way. But it stays in the family, and it can go over to the next generation. This Davar al then, so this, this, this idea of living with this Davar al the Kuzi, consistent with that, says that using your imagination is, is important for this kind of avod. He says you should imagine the most beautiful tsuras that will, that will imprint in your imagination the Davar al Imagine Maimon Har Sinai. Imagine Avram Yenitsik and HaMaria. Imagine Moshiach Mishkan, the to HaFeydah. Imagine the COVID as the Shino being Sherah in the bias. Because this is something you're supposed to experience, and you used to experience. And we can experience it, but we should imagine it, we should think about it, and try to have a connection to it experientially. That's a big issue in the Kusri. Okay, so Klai is a different level of being. Kuzmi says if you're in the presence of a Navi, just being in the presence of a Navi changes you, makes you aware that there's a different realm of being. And we believe in Olam Haba, or in the immortality of the soul. Kuzmi says, you know why we believe in it? Because we experienced it here in this world. When you see a Navi, when you see someone who's in touch with a different reality, you become sure that there is a different reality than the one we know of. And that's why Klai so believes in Olam Haba. Because we sensed it, because we experienced it here when there were Navim among us. So this, the, the poet, Levy, the poet, brings us a, a sense of, of this world of Navua, which is actually a different world, just like Alam Habba is a different kind of world than the world we know in the physical world we have. So he says there's a, there, there was once a world where, where we were, as it were, living in a different realm in Alam Habba. And that's, in fact, the experience of that kind of realm made us realize, made us believe in Alam Habba in the fact that there's another kind of world. So this is a very important idea, meaning the world that, that is described in Tanakh, and really, if you think about it, especially if you start imagining it, it becomes obvious, everything because are saying really becomes obvious to a certain extent, but sometimes it all gets forgotten because behind all the, all the you know, the papulim and the cerebral approach to things and the tyrus, you forget that there's something experiential that was obviously made your life into a different thing when these things were the pile. And the Kursi encourages us to actually try to imagine it if we can't experience it directly. Okay. So Nebuah is gone. So, it's a very, there's a, a fascinating Medjish. The Medjish says, in Parshish told us that uh, it's a tanchum, it's also a Medjish but it's clear in the Tanchuma. Ya'atma said to of milchor kayoim hasbecheros chali. the b'chero to me kayoim. So the Metzhtan Chuma says, those who know how to count properly, Mishihideh l'chashiv Karoi, knows that Kalal Yisrael only had L'notlu Yisrael ba'elam hazeh, a is elef shonim, plus a tehillim. A day in Hashem's eyes is a thousand, or a thousand years in Hashem's eyes is a day. So, it says, if you know how to calculate properly, means Yaakov asked Asa for one day. Kalei had a thousand years. And what this means is, an amazing thing, what this means is that, and now we're going to go to the Shnois Brih okay, because we're back to time. B'tayim. Yitzhiah happened in the year 2448. And Nevuah sees, when did Nevuah disappear? It disappeared in the year 3448. And that's 40 years into the Bayashenim, when uh, Alexander the Great established his empire, the, the Medjush says in Seder Olam So there were a thousand years the Vua. and the Major says that means Calaiso takes took a thousand years Those are our thousand years that we were really doing, really had the whole picture, really had what, what this is all about Now we don't so So in, in, a, in a sense Gullahs, you know, what does it mean we're in it's we just don't have complete yeah, we we're not taking this world as we're supposed to, or as it's described in the Torah. So what do you do now? So what do you do now? So when a question is again, of course, Torah Mitzvah don't change. The question is, but that relationship of Das Hashem, what Navua gives us, the most general sense, again, most general sense, Navuah of relating to Hashem. So what do you do when we miss it? What do you do when we lose it? You can find a new method, you can try to relate to it by yearning for it, by writing poetry about it, like Computer Levy did or you could try to reconstruct it. So, let's switch now, let's talk about the Rambam a little bit. And I think we'll we'll probably get to this point in another share, but in the past, year, and and people know a lot of this, the Rambam built a system of Avodah Hashem completely on Seichel, meaning philosophy. In fact, the Rambam, when, when he has the opportunity, the option to explain something as being miraculous, Or to explain logically, he prefers to explain it logically. He says so openly. And we'll talk about this another time. But the reason, I I hope, the reason for that is it's just a very deep and important thing. Logic, the seichel, a strong seichel and a healthy seichel, is very powerful, and you can really get a lot through it. Um, When faced with something that the seichel cannot explain, like an open miracle, it might sound like a wonderful thing. And as Ram says, most people prefer to say something is miraculous. But what that does to your, to your logical approach to the world, to your seichel, it makes it weaker. Because all of a sudden you realize that things are not explainable, or that your, your seichel is not the whole game, or it doesn't, it doesn't really work. And, and there's a sense of, you, can, you, you lose your sense of certainty. You lose a sense of logical certainty, while if you retain that strong seichel, you could have actually get, gotten a lot further. So then, yes, the Rama believes Nisim happen, But the Nisim do something to a person that they make you not be able to use your Seichel or not to be able to rely on your Seichel to the same degree. And you better be sure that you're ready to do that. So today, when the world of nevuah, we're not all Nevi'im doing Nisim. We don't have access to that system. We, can't, we don't know how that works. So today, there's no, there's no choice, according to Rama, but to de-emphasize the miraculous, let's call that mystical, superlogical system. And instead, let's focus on the things that we can master and we can know completely. The Torah is not, never changes. So then whatever the Torah commands from us, all these things, has to have a, they, they must have a way of, of, of being actualized and realized in a completely logical way because we are not in the world of, of the miraculous. And Mimelo, the Rambam says, well, if we're not in that world, then let's stick to what we can know and let's, in fact, try to avoid those things that are part of that world that was, the world of Nisim, and, and the critics of the Rambam, we spoke about the Grah, says, the philosophy led the Rambam astray because it's, it's too much. And, well, maybe it's true. But the Rambam held that given that we don't have Nisim, the best way to serve Hashem is to work with what we do have, which is logic and the whole system of philosophy. And maybe that doesn't, maybe that in some sense ha- cannot be perfect, but it's the best, it's the best shot. We're dealing with a, we're dealing with a, an imperfect, or an incomplete, I should say, an incomplete Torah, an incomplete Yadus. We don't have Nabuah, we don't have Nisim, we don't have this m- the miraculous kind of being, a mystical kind of being, so we have to replace it. And this is the best thing to replace it with, the Rabbim Holtz. You can't replace it with this. A false. Um, what? It fall short, you can't replace it. Well, in, this, in other words, the, since the Torah is eternal, so therefore, the Torah, when that's no longer there, must be. How, what are we supposed to do, right? So Hashem gives the Torah forever, when there isn't, when there's not. So when there's no nevuah, so let's say, let's say you reach a havas Hashem when there is nevuah by the experience of the nisim Gloom that the kuzri so eloquently describes. But when those are no longer here, and yet the avah hafdas shem lekecha is still a, still a mitzvah. So it must be that this, that is. Now we're supposed to do something else. Okay, which maybe. Isn't it, well, it's false short and it's not yeah. perfect, right. Is there a problem with that? I'm not sure if you're saying that uh, we use our sechel to fall short, but now in that there's a certain parameter of length to Hashem, after Gechol, it has to be that the parameter is still accessible nowadays. Right, accessible, and therefore the way, and the best way to access it when we don't have Nissan is with sechel. Yeah, you're saying that the, 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 the sechel will be able to access that parameter. That, that Yes. Level. Oh, the same level. It's I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Is it? Do you have a problem with saying it can't? No, if it can, suppose it falls short. That's right. What I'm you mean to say that the Rambam would accept the safutat ve'likha? I mean, because I'm saying that maybe the criticism of the Rambam that philosophy makes you lead astray, and I, I'm suggesting that that may be the case. But the Rambam holds that afal p we have it's the only game in town. Right. Yeah. That that, that implies that it could fall short, and yet. And yet, it's the most optimal thing today. OK, you know what? Let's leave that. I need to lose. only words. So. Right, right. OK, let's talk afterwards. I have a few minutes left. So, so that's the Rambam. We don't have Nisim. We don't have the world of the Dovra Lucky, So we need something else that's robust and will work. The Rambam was not a fan of music and, and song or you know, art. But the, um, and I, I, I'm sorry that I don't have the sources to back that up. I'm just, Trust me on that. with places places where the made that's very clear. Um, I just don't have it. I didn't look them up. But the greatest uh, poet, and, and it's arguably, if Yehuda Levi wrote the most beautiful um, literature or shirim from the time of Chasim HaShazayim, from, from 3448. So he has a different mahalach. His mahalach is to yearn for the world that was lost and to give us some sort of sense. And, and in a certain sense, you can say, well, if you can come up with something new, which is, I'm saying like the Rambam did, then, okay, if that works, if you're a philosopher, if you can embrace that completely, but if not, then what do you do? Then you could talk about the world that was lost, try to relate to it the best as much as possible through thinking about it, through imagining it, even if you can't experience it. you suggesting that okay. the was not capable of philosophy. And that's not or he's giving a different mahalach for, for other people. That's not, not clear. Hmm. No, no, you're right about that. No, he definitely could be held that way, assuming that everything he claims that the cover said he holds of, which is another question, because he's saying a story that happened. Does he, does he believe everything, or is he, does he believe some of them? Because in the beginning of the Sefer, he says, since I found that some of his claims were good, so I'm going to say it over. So it's a very interesting question. Well, did he find something that was there? Or did he that's another question, right? He writes it as if he found something. Yeah. Okay, now, we said there's another way to deal with it. So you have, when you have something that's lost, you could find a new way, or you could keep on trying to live in the old way, even though... even while you're aware that it's gone, and thereby have some connection to it. And then we said there's a third way. You can try to resuscitate it or resurrect the old way. So, what is that? And then was there anything like that? Now, the Ramam nigers Temon... Okay, try to do this quickly. The Rambam nigers Temon says, I have a kabbalah law that I got from my father and my grandfather, who got it from their fathers and their grandfathers. As the Navi says that there's a Golis line that went to it. So he says that the Golis in Spain um, was there, or that it seems to be saying that his family was living in Spain from the Golis of line. which is fascinating. That's the bias region. Yeah, I mean, I think. Um, so what's the Kabbalah that we have that in the Pesukim of, of Nivuah's Bilam, there's a rem as to when Nivuah is going to return no, to Chai uh, Did I say by Shani? What? Bais Shani? I don't, I don't think so. But okay, I'm uh, fine. I'm not sure about that. That's not important for now. So he says, so my Kabbalah is as follows, says the Rambam. That there's a remiss in the Torah for when Nivuah is going to return to Chai because he says there are Pesukim in the Torah that even though they apparently mean one thing, they also hint to another thing. So the Pesuk that, said, that the Bilam said ye'omer uh, uli has a side has a side besides the literal meaning the Pesha meaning it has a secret which is that you're supposed to count the amount of time that lapsed from the creation of the world till Bilam, till the year he was standing and then Ke'es that same amount of time ye'omer uli Yisrael kel, it will be said to Ya'akov and Yisrael what is Hashem doing that means Nebuah is going to return in that amount of years okay from the Brias Elm to Bilam. Times that, and that's when Nehu was coming back. So, the Rambam says this, and he says, he says it's the most true, and they told us that it's true, and they warned us not to tell anyone, but I'm telling you, that's a whole different sugya, right? Fine. Now, two horrors just on the Rambam, and then I'll tell you a little more about when that is. First of all, why the Rambam felt that it was important to say that his he was in Spain from Yerushalayim, and the Kabbalah comes from that. I, I, have no, I don't have any idea. I mean, he's just saying in the pasuk, he has a Masorah in this pasuk. I don't know why that's important. But additionally, this is important to know is that this Yerushalmi, the end of the sixth parak in Shabbos, where it says this very thing. Okay, my time. Okay, he was like in halfway through the world because he's saying this time again it's going to happen again. So it's the Chayirunov in shami. so just uh Now, now this, is a, this, this time passed a long time ago, it's either the year 1212 or, or 1216. The Ramam was Nifter in 1204, so imagine the Ramam living, believing that the return of the absolutely being sure that the return of the Ru was right around the corner, it's fascinating. But I can't believe that didn't happen. Personally, because the Rambam saying he has this Kabbalah and and he's sure, so I, I believe it happened. Ram Siddhavur came back in 1216 or 12, tons 12, of the years. So I want to throw out a, a Hashara. Okay? That Kufa, that Kufa, was the, the Kufa that Kabbalah was, was spreading in the world. That means the Zayyidah became, became public, it was in at the end of the Thirteenth century, B'ezur Gikatilo wrote the Shari Airo and the fundamental, maybe the fundamental, Sefer Kabbalah lived in 1248-1305. Rav B'ulafia was also that time. According to the Reza Qadesh, we mentioned this once, that Navi revealed himself to the Ravid's father. The Ravid lived in 1120-1198, and to the Ravid, and to his son, Rebizik Sagi Noor, who lived from 1160-1235. And to his true Talmidim of Rebizik Sagi Noor, um, Ezra and Rabazrael also around that time. So this is when. So maybe, maybe this is when Navuh is coming back. Meaning the rules of this Ulam Hanbu, again in the broadest sense, the world, the, the rules of the of the realm that doesn't fit into Seichel Nefesh and Teva, and, and, uh, but instead of just talking about it, realizing that it's there, we're gonna start the rules of it, or how to manipulate it, or how to access it, are gonna start spreading in the world. Um, it, it's rules, right? It's chukim. It's, it's, it's super logical chukim. And in fact, not only that, not only that, there's actually a navi. Possibly. This Rab Ezra, that's the Talmud of Yitzchak Sagi, no other son. Rab Ezra, Tyson and Shvuz and Tyson and Pei, Ches, quotes Ezra Hanavi. Ezra Hanavi. And according to the Chidah, that's this Rab Ezra, uh, the, the Talmud of Yitzchak Sagi. No, it's considered one of the Yisoide Chachabim in the Shazak Kabbalah. Why is called the Navi in I know nothing more about it. Why is called the Navi, if anyone has any... What? The timing doesn't... But it does. No, navi was very likely, to we're not sure when he died, die, but it's right? very likely he was actually alive in the year 1212. That's the point at that, that point. What? Okay, so late tises. go ahead. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so... So that's my, my hash'ara, okay? Just because I, I, I find it hard to believe that something the Ramam said just... Just didn't come true. I just find it hard to We don't actually have prophecy. We have, we have the Mahalleh of of, of, the system, of getting back. The, system, the system, system is coming back, and maybe it takes time, and it's spreading. Okay, the world of the uh, of the godly matters it has its own rules. So it's a very it's, it's something ironic about this that the Rambam testifies for, or is, is the one who told us about the, um, as it were, the end of his system. But it's, I, I have no problem believing that because, like I said before, if the Rambam would have been, if the would have lived in a world where Nisim were were constantly flying around, he wouldn't have had the same problem with Nisim, and he would have had a very different approach. I'll talk about that probably another time. But just also, just an interesting thing that, I don't know what to make of this, but it is strange to me that this Kabbalah that the says he had from his father, etc., I haven't found that anywhere else, not in the literature of that time. You would think people would be talking about it nor in any other software of this term. I did search for it, which is not, and I spoke to someone, which, what? You said it was a secret. Was no, right. fast. no, but you would think that, you would think people spoke about these things, especially as it was coming close, and especially if I'm right that the, the Balai Kabbalah saw themselves as actually realizing this, you would think there would be some mention of it somewhere, and I'm not saying I know for sure it's not, but I did search for it, and I spoke to people, and, and as far as I know, it doesn't, it's not anywhere. But either way, the Rambam Lemaissa, the Rambam himself, um, the way we're looking at it, the Rambam fills that void of when that world is not there, Huda Levy says, let's talk about the world that was, and now this last idea is that maybe the Hizgalus the, the of Kabbalah is saying it's, it's actually bringing back that world, the okay. put. Thanks so much to everyone for listening to The Great Sources. Please remember to rate and review the podcast. That's how it gets out there to even more people. Thank you, and good night.